Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband, J.C. Hall. We are back from a very busy week uh, in and out of Washington, D.C. Once again, want to say thank you to all of you who supported us in that trip this week i will be giving you an update once i get all my notes all in order so you can see the things and hear about the things that we we uh, were able to experience the conversations we were able to have and the encourage i just tell you right up front the encouragement that i will have for you that we have a couple of great stories for you today, some good Liberty First instruction, because you know we are a teach show and not a talk show. And so I think for a couple of weeks now, JC, we have been talking about the president's um, religious liberty initiatives. And part of that religious liberty initiative is his executive order on the establishment of a White House Faith and Opportunity Initiative. This was actually one of the first EOs that he signed coming into office. It was signed May 3rd, 2018. And the purpose of this executive order was to once again reset an even playing field. Uh, One thing that I think uh, JC will agree with me on what I learned anyway in our two trips to Washington, D.C., was how much the former administration had created regulations yeah. to in to actually create, well, I'll just go out and say it, a, a discrimination against Christian participation in government office, even, and yeah. government uh, in, in offices and programs and these things that were created yeah, by I, government. And I think we have, you know, people have a general idea of, well, at least any objective person of faith who, who has any sense, you, you understand how sort of anti-Christian and anti-church um, the previous administration was, even though they tried to hide mm-hmm. behind, you know, some... some <laughs> claim of christianity some, some membership and some false yeah, preachers but, but i but i don't i don't think i mean i didn't really even have a full appreciation until we began to we were there in dc and began to listen and began to look into these things uh, i don't think the average person appreciates the average christian appreciates how uh much the church was targeted and is yes. targeted through executive regul- uh, legislation regulation and through these executive agencies so that was that was a bit of a, rev- a revelation, sort of an expansion 
of what we already understood, but you see the magnitude of it and it's really incredible. And then to see that this administration has a, essentially an army of people trying to roll that back and you know include people of faith once again uh, in the public forum, in the process. Basically, they were building this kind of exclusive operation of government where they were saying, if you're a person of faith, you're not supposed to have any input or participation or any voice um, in in how your government operates and how society functions. We, that, that's what they were building. We heard a lot about about that in the past administration about conservative groups like the Tea Parties, the nonprofit conservative groups. But what I don't think I realized is how much that was happening to the Christian audience as well. Yeah. And I Even think more that's, so, I think. Well, yeah, absolutely. To, to a much greater extent. To, to, a greater, um, to a greater imposition upon yeah. the conscience than the conservative. And I think that's because a part of that falls on the, on the fault of the church. Why did we know that the Tea Party groups and the conservative groups and all that were being targeted because they spoke up and spoke out and and pushed back. But the church has been trained into a submissive state with government that, you know, first you have the teaching that church shouldn't be involved in government, then compound the fact that you have the 501c3 that brainwashes our church leaders and our church body into thinking, oh, the, the it's against the law to speak about government. It's against the law to speak about politics if you're a 501c3, which, by the way, is completely false. And then you have the social standard that has been established in the last 50 years that you can't talk about politics and religion. And so I think that's the perfect storm for what happened in the past administration to go to the level that it's come without a great deal of notice. And like you said, being there and talking to these people and listening to how the new administration's faith leadership is trying to overturn that and set, you know, set things right. They're not trying, and let's just be clear, they're not trying to create a Christian environment. They're not trying to create a preference of Christianity in government. Quite the opposite. They're trying to eliminate the the obstacles that were put in place that prevented a Christian voice. And not only that. The restriction is simply on the basis that that you're a person of faith. Right. Because you're a Christian. You know, right. The, the regulations were crafted. Okay, no, no. If you're a person who has faith, you can't participate. You're not allowed to participate. Right. That's exactly. what they're trying to roll back, not establish some state church right. or state religion. So because of this executive order, the Trump administration started uh, giving in-house directives to executive agencies. Right. And Health and Human Services... Which is, is what EOs are supposed which, to do. Right, right. That is the proper... By the way, that thank you for pointing that out, JC. That's the proper role of an executive order. Not to put rules and regulations on the state, not to bind and regulate the people, but to issue directives to agents and agencies within the executive branch. Right. So, consistent with this executive order... Executive agencies started issuing directives. We know the IRS issued directives. We know several other agencies issued directives. 
But the Health and Human Services issued a directive that said that hospitals that take federal funding cannot force doctors and nurses to participate in abortions contrary to their faith. So if a doctor or nurse or medical professional says, this is completely contrary to my conscience and I cannot participate in an abortion and that hospital takes federal funding. Health and Human Services said you cannot dismiss that doctor, you cannot fire that doctor or, or health professional, you can't demote them, you cannot harm or punish them within the work environment in any way. You must respect their belief. As a matter of fact, they were relying on even precedent within the courts that said, look, it is not our job to decide the legitimacy of someone's faith-based conscience. Right. We as government are mandated to respect that faith-based conscience and not enforce something beyond that. Because when you enforce through the hand and through the strength of government something that's contrary to someone's conscience, then what you're really doing is two things. Number one, you're undermining a religious faith. And number two, you are presenting a superior ideology to that religious faith. That is not how government's supposed to work. Government and its agents are not allowed to discredit a religion, and they're not allowed to promote one ideology over another. I gave this example in the show last week. If we think about our tax dollars, every little dollar, this is what um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad does. What's his name, Richard? Robert Kiyosaki. Ro Robert Kiyosaki. He presents this from an economic perspective. He says, imagine your dollars as employees, right? You put your dollars to work for you. You don't work for your dollars. Well, if you take that analogy and you take it to government, and you think about every dollar that is taken from you in tax dollars is actually a representative of you. So every dollar that you are forced to give to government through taxation is actually a representative of you. So the way those dollars are used must be representative of every single person those dollars are taken from. Right. So if you're using federal dollars to fund hospitals, then those hospitals must use those dollars consistent with every single representation that that dollar represents. And that's really what this executive order says. If you're using federal money, then you must use that federal money in reflection to the representation from which it's collected. And that's what Health and Human Services says. What's interesting, JC, is what we have now, and, and I want to just, I want to simply go on the record once again, I warned people that this was coming, that Donald, that the, the Trump administration was making leaps and bounds in favor of equal expression of faith, not persecuting or prosecuting uh, Christians, but treating everybody equally in these executive orders. And... What I warned people was, look, what ha this has not been tested in the courts. 
The precedent in the courts is very clear, unfortunately not in favor of what this particular executive order is pushing forward. I said, so don't count your chickens before they're hatched because we live in a judicial supremacist society and we know even though Donald Trump has been putting new judges in the federal court system, he's, those judges are still outnumbered, sure. right? So we have now a federal court judge who says that the Health and Human Services Directive based on the executive order is quote unquote unconstitutional. And I know JC has something to say about this. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the unconstitutionality. And then we're going to talk about how the media manipulates you beyond comprehension. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I just want to say welcome to all of you watching us on YouTube. Those of you who are watching us on Roku, Fire Stick, Samsung TV, and Apple TV, thank you so much for watching us. You get to see us as well as hear us. Thank you for all of those of you who are listening to us on this podcast. And I have a favor to ask of you. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure that you like and subscribe, but also you know, hit the little bell so that you are notified when we issue new releases. Uh, JC and I more and more often are trying to produce these shows as a live stream on YouTube. And the more you know about them, the more you can watch them, the more you can share them, and the more that this wisdom can come forward to the rest of the world. So what we have, JC, is an executive order trying to right a wrong that's been in America for, uh, for some time now. And then we have a federal judge come in behind it to scrap what the, the, the correction of error. And what's crazy, JC, is that this judge, the whole way, I, I, wanna, I know we're talk, we, we talk about calling these people out. So I want you to know... Judge Paul Inglemeyer. Yes, there you go. Judge Paul Inglemeyer, U.S. District Judge. And this happened, well, what I thought was interesting, J.C., while we're in Washington, D.C., talking to the Department of Education and the Department of Labor and all them about this initiative, the federal court judge, Paul Inglemeyer, at that very moment was undermining everything that we were trying to do. Yeah. And he didn't say, that it's unconstitutional to demand someone operate outside their conscience. Right. He said it's unconstitutional. Yeah, for uh, to deny taxpayer funds uh, to the to, hospitals to these, to these entities. So, so if, essentially, that yeah. they have a they have a constitutional right to receive public funds. Yeah. So basically, so you don't have a constitutional right. For you not to be 
forced to do something mm -hmm. against your faith. That's not a violation right. of anyone's constitutional right, this judge said. What's a violation, of, what's unconstitutional, right? When we say unconstitutional, that means you violated someone's, someone's constitutional right. Well, we some, don't have constitutional right. rights, but someone's, someone's natural right, right. Natural right, right. So he's saying a hospital or some entity has a natural right to receive public funds. Right. He, he said this would be, this is too coercive. Uh, to them. Oh, but it's not too coercive not to too fund coercive organizations to that hold the livelihood and profession and the su the sustenance of a family at stake to operate beyond their conscience. And by the way, this would be a completely different discussion if you were talking about completely a private, uh, you know, something right. private. It's right. not private. It's right. being funded by public funds. So if you want to if you want to force your doctors to perform abortions and do things contrary to their conscience, don't take federal funding. Sure. Because as a private entity, you 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 can do whatever your your employees are at your will. But when you take federal funding, you become a representative of the people in those little dollars that you spend. And you now actually exercise the force of government. Yeah. So what's crazy is the HHS says if you force someone to operate beyond their religious conscience, we're going to withhold federal funding from you. Yeah, and that's then that. And the judge says, no, 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 that's too egregious. Well, and and if you think about it, this is what we what we saw, what we've learned as we were talking about from the previous administration. This is right. the type of system they're trying to build where that only non-religious people right. can participate uh, in anything connected to you know public funding so so that's what's that's what's happening here and he's fighting to defend that system the Trump administration is trying to roll that back make right. it you know make it equal uh, representation right, in the function right. of government which obviously you know a separate discussion is the 16th amendment and how these you know how the people are getting oh yeah getting these funds in the first place right. and shouldn't be receiving them but as a general principle, just the fact you're getting public funds, then you can't you can't say okay, no, now we're we're private, so we don't have to follow the rules. Which, by the way, is something you talk about this public-private partnerships, right. where that the water they muddy the waters and they get away with stuff like this, and then they have judges who who defend that that system. You know what's interesting, JC? If you're watching us on YouTube right now, you see the headline, and the headline from NPR says. Judge scraps conscience rule protecting doctors who what deny care for religious reasons. Uh, when we come back from the break, this is going to we're going to show you. I'm going to show you why this is a false headline meant to actually skew the way people think about things. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Do not forget to go get your Liberty First gear. Don't just pontificate, educate, educate with what you wear. Because you can be a billboard for liberty. Hey, I, well, I want to I show you this just to sort of wrap up what we're talking about here. We have 
religious liberty in America as an established codified recognition of a natural right. The, not just religious liberty, which a lot of people think is the right to be religious. Religious liberty is the right to be secure in your mind to choose to operate according to your conscience. And I love what you said about what uh, what this judge did and what you know the past administration has been trying to do is that it's trying to eliminate people of con let me just put it this way trying to eliminate people of conscience mm. in government yeah so that what you have now are people who will do whatever the government commands yeah. they no longer operate by conscience and this is why we can't have this. Now, like you said, this is not about the fact that they're stealing the money from the in, from us in the first place. It's not supposed to be done like that. It's not about the fact that we're not supposed to be funding hospitals. But as we're doing this, these tax dollars are little representatives, and mm -hmm. the Christian, uh, the Christian community is not only not being represented, yeah. we're being excluded. And I can't help but think, JC, that's because the Christians' uh, body has prided themselves on being silent for so long. Yeah, and you see the lie in the headline. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember where this came from. It's NPR. NPR. Mm -hmm. So it's doctors who deny care. There are no doctors denying care. Yes. The people still receive their care. It's talking about Christian providers and nurses and doctors who say, no, we don't want to participate in, in that In abortion uh, in that function. specifically. In abortion specifically. Yes. So there are doctors who would do it. This clinics, the, the yes. you know, they're still doing it. No one, zero people, zero, zero are being denied care. So NPR is lying here in order to influence. Not only opinion. that, JC, it doesn't say anything about abortions. It says denied care. Right, care. So somebody reading that our headline could be like, oh, that's the alt right. They want people to die. They don't like, you yeah. know, they don't want to. Uh, they're not going to save somebody's life. They're not going to give them antibiotics. They're not going to do whatever. You know, it's so, just crazy. Another example lie. of lying through the headlines which is which is common and i hope and, and i hope we can talk about i hope we can get all this in and we'll talk about that yes topic right there um and is several things because again you know i for those who don't know i went to university of florida to pursue a degree in psychology right so that's mm -hmm. that's my background and so we got a couple of comments on the youtube i couldn't find the one but you know things like it's too late for learning Education doesn't matter, uh, you know. And then and you're then, watching the wrong YouTube channel. Well, you know, go find you know, you, something. Don't, but don't turn off because I'm going to explain <laughs> okay, why. Let why because I'm going to explain why you're wrong. You're deceived. Um, because one person shared, and it was like, "You're blah 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 blah," and and he said this. Uh, Most people will conform to you know the majority opinion, what the majority is doing. Okay, and then the individual shared a video. Uh, supposedly demonstrating this, and maybe some of you guys have seen this. I'm, and I'm going to—I'm about to tell you. Don't tune out. I'm going to tell you why that's wrong and it's false. What? What? What is? How this is being characterized? So it's a video. It—it it goes back to something called Ash conformity uh, experiments, the sociological conspira, uh, experiments in the 50s. And this is a version of that. So you'll see the YouTube video, and it's like a doctor's office waiting room, and people are waiting. There's one individual there who's not in on what's going on. The rest of people are actors. And in the waiting room, a bell sounds, people stand up. Bell sounds, people stand up. Bell sounds, people stand up. And the one person who's not in on it initially, they're sitting there confused, like, what should I do? And then eventually they start, they stand up. They just start copying what everybody else is doing. And in the video, they have two or three uh, of, of these folks doing that. And then so the person that shared this says, 
you know, the majority of people, they're just going to go along, right, based on what they see in this video. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually false. That's not what studies show. That's mm -hmm. not what these experiments show. Again, you can look it up yourself. It's called ASH, A-S-C-H, a conformity experiments or study from the 1950s. And in fact, what it shows is one third of the people did this. One third, not a majority, <laughs> not all. No, one third is not even close to a majority. One, one third. Now, what's more important, this ties into education and, and, and the other comments of it's too late for learning, education doesn't matter, blah, 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 because of, you know, they're just going to go along. Okay. So what the ASH conformity experiments uh, showed, right, what, first off was not that the people just automatically went along. The first response that that was observed and demonstrated, and you can see in this video, is actually confusion. Right. right. It's confusion. That's right. the first thing, confusion. They don't, they don't know what to do. Okay? Now, key in on that. They don't know what to do. Right? In other words, they're missing some information. Right. Okay? And it's the missing information. This is what the studies demonstrate. The missing information is what drove their response. And I can tell you how this was this was demonstrated and proven further. So what they found, it was always a bunch of actors, sometimes just two people, one person's in on it, one person's not. So it's always one person's not in on the thing, and there's some influence and some sort of majority behavior or other behavior that is happening with frequency, and then eventually they join in after their um, confusion and, and trying to figure it out. Now, obviously, if we say it's because of their confusion, how do you know that? Because in the other parts of the experiments that they did, they found when the person had a partner, right? Mm -hmm. So when there was another person to influence them, one third didn't do it. You know how much? You know how many went ahead and did, went along? How many? Five percent. Five percent. Five percent. In other words, you could say it like this: ninety-five percent did not conform if a person was there with them. That was not informed either. Influencing them. Right. Okay. Right. And then the other experiment ran along the same lines if they already had instruction. Okay. If they already were educated about what to do, what not to do. Same thing. 5%. Okay. Right. So here's the problem with your video. And you see, oh, bell and everybody stand up, stand up, stand up. <laughs> the problem is the video takes three examples of the people that do that. Here's the problem. They don't show you, they're not showing you in that little clip the two-thirds that don't. So if you actually based your opinion on the reality of the scientific studies and the reality of sociology and people psychology and what they really do to make a true statement about this phenomenon, you would have to say this. You know what? A majority of people don't go along with the crowd if they're educated or if there's someone there to right. influence them to do the right thing. Right. So that's that's exactly the opposite of too late for learning. Education doesn't mm -hmm. matter because many people go along. No. Majority of people don't go along, but there's some that will, and those who will are those who are uninformed and uninfluenced. Those are sociological facts. So before you start posting your links and your garbage on YouTube, try to research them a little bit and find out what you're talking about because you don't know. And here's <laughs> and, and let me show you how th this this affects. Are we that. ready for the article? Yeah, we're ready okay. for the article. Here's the article. One okay. what 100 House GOP dropouts in Trump era means for impeachment. This comes from NBC. Yes. So this is the NBC headline. 
what 100 House GOP dropouts in the Trump era means for impeachment. So here's the reality of what we're dealing Pull with. Pull up this article. In the context of, of what I just shared, okay? Mm -hmm. there We have you know a split country where people are already informed, okay? They, they already have some kind of education of where they're supposed to be, right? So that's kind of your base. You already have people going a certain direction. So then what's left over? Well, from those, from the experiments, from the data, we know there's there's a third of the people out there. That's who's left over. That's who we're trying to influence to get our solid majority to, you know, steer things the way we want want to go. So well, that's what the media... politically speaking, you always know that the the undecideds yeah, exactly. are, are a third. Exactly. Every, I mean, every political poll will show you the undecided for any given right. political thing so, is one third. So let's get rid of that majority goes, you know, whatever. No, that's nonsense. That That's garbage. And and if you don't know, if you don't understand that, then you're op, you, you'll be operating in a wrong information and then it's going to dictate your actions or in this case inaction because a lot of the comments were implying you know don't don't do any of that it's not worth doing you know let's just get our guns and shoot people okay so so that kind of mentality people die for no good reason because you're operating on a, a false false information and mm -hmm. false uh, false perception so this is this is a this is a war for that vulnerable group of people that can be influenced. And this is what they do through the headlines. So notice this, and, and this this dictates you know, what you need to ask yourself when you see these things. Uh, so here's the headline, NBC, this November 10th uh, at about 10 a.m. in the morning is when this, this went out. It says, what 100 House GOP dropouts in Trump era means for impeachment. This okay. was actually part of Meet the Press, by yeah. the way, just so you know, Meet the Press. So when you when you start digging into the article, first off, you just most people are going to look at the headline, okay, mm -hmm. and they're going to go by the headline. That's why most of it's crafted in the headline, and then you know you don't start getting into real information until you go on. So the first couple of paragraphs are still going to be slightly misleading and tailored, you know, if not the whole article. My point is, if you're going to get any truth, it's going to be way deep toward at the end, or maybe you have to piece it together. So what this is trying to imply, right, that, well, you know, Trump's driven off all of these people out of the GOP. The GOP, you know, obviously turning against him is going to be bad, doesn't look good for Trump. Most of the GOP is going to be in favor of impeachment. So therefore, you need to be in favor of impeachment because they're going after that principle that, Without information, without influence, then the people are going to go along with what they perceive right. as the prevailing opinion. Right. So they're trying to transmit that the prevailing the majority of people are going to be behind impeachment. Right. So don't be in the minority. That's the message. And based on 100 uh, Republicans are no longer in the House. Now here here are the facts. So and they say in and this is one of the deceptions in the White House uh, in 2017 there were 241. Republicans at the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue. And it says today, 100 of those members have gone or have announced they're leaving. Well, here, here's no, wait, the... Wait, 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 go on. It says that's... No, no, stop. Okay. Stop. If you just get that... That, that, that explains you, also... I'm <laughs> saying you get, you get that, right? That's yeah, yeah. tied to the headline. Yeah, yeah. 100 of them are gone. That's total crap. There's not 100 Republicans missing. There were 241 there to begin with. There's still 241. This is people who've retired, who've yeah. resigned, and that happens all the time because they say they say that's 41 percent of that original 241 in the house implying that 41 percent of the house is missing it, and if 41 percent yeah. of the house is you, or, over half almost half of the house of representatives or are if you don't think it through you think 
whoa, 41% have turned Democrats? No, it hasn't changed. Oh, that's the other... No, that's exactly... That was the implication that I, I first thought of. Oh, so 100 are gone. That must mean that there's 100 new Democrats in no, the House total, of Representatives. Total distortion, manipulation. Well, when we get back from this break, we are going to talk about truth. this. Absolutely. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. JC, you got a short message for us, a PSA. Yeah, yeah. don't forget you can uh, support the show by texting IMPACT2020. One word, IMPACT2020, no spaces. I-M-P-A-C-T-2020. You say one word, it sounds like you got to spell it out. IMPACT2020, no, oh, right, yeah. one word, one number. Uh, two, three, three, seven, seven, seven. IMPACT2020, three, three, seven, seven, seven. And, you know, five bucks. That's it, five bucks. You can support the show. Piece of cake. So, remember, this is a teach show, not a talk That's show. Fun. We're trying to teach you something today. I've already told you about... The misconceptions about this majority conformity. Not true. Not true. Go back and look at it. Ash conformity experiments. Totally misrepresented there. And you need to know this. This is important because we have an opportunity to influence. It's about influence. It's about impacting the people, getting the right information so, the media so they can make the it. right decision. The media gets it. They That's why it. they craft the headlines like exactly. lies. That's why they craft their stories with partial information to influence you in the direction that they want not towards truth because unlike some in our in our movement which is mind-boggling the media understands it is about education it is this is education (laughs) the headline is education they're disseminating information in order to influence decision making that's what it is so look 100 have left no they're not they haven't left it's retirements and that sort of thing so they try to build this comparison and as if there's a fixed pattern, they say, you know, in the same time period of Barack Obama's administration, yeah. you know, like you can just map it over. You're supposed to only lose X amount. They say he he only, right, he, he only lost 88 by this 88. time. 88. First off, 88 is not that significantly different from... 12. From 100. <laughs> Right. Maybe it's the new Common Core math that makes things confusing like, for people. What, yeah. Maybe a difference of twelve, considering you're talking about four hundred. It's really bizarre. So, but here's so here's the here's the deal. Here's the reality of it. And what you have to look at first off, you have to understand the way elections work and the politics work. You have to compare. You have to compare um, same election, same election cycle. You have to compare cycle to cycle, mm-hmm. right? So it's midterm compared to midterm, compared to midterm. You have to compare those because there are certain phenomenon that happen that's distinct about midterms that are not the same as about, you know, uh, upper year elections, right? Right. So you look at the midterms and how that went. And and here's and they make it out like all crazy. Like, oh, it's going so bad for Trump. But here's, here's the reality. Here's the truth. Facts. Okay, 2010 election. Uh, the Democrats lost... Uh, 67, 67 seats in the House. That erased entirely, entirely, two election cycles for the Democrats. So all the gains that the Democrats made in 2006 and 2008 were totally 
erased. Now that's different than the hundred number we're talking about here because the hundred number are not conversions from Republican to Democrat. Right. Your 67 number is a conversion from Democrat to Republican. Because here's the whole thing. When they talk about uh, Trump lost 100 and uh, Barack Obama lost 88. Well, in the 100 that had that the Republicans that are actually gone, mm -hmm. 36 of them were through elections for Republicans. Mm -hmm. The 88 that they referred to as Democrats, it was 54 yeah. that Democrats lost. is not retirements. So they're comparing apples and oranges, and then they're trying to split it up uh, to make you think something that's not so. But in the actual losses, so the Republicans, the, the Democrats lost... 63 seats. That's the, the highest loss by a party in House midterms since 1938. The largest House swing since 1948. Then 2014, they lost an additional 16 seats, rose to 77. And, and now in this last one, their gains compared to, again, uh, 63 and 77, they only gained 41 in this last midterm election. So they're trying to build this false narrative that, oh, it's totally been trending against the Republicans and the Republicans are going down. The Republicans hate Trump and they're totally... And that means Trump's going down in impeachment, so you need to be for so impeachment. So what they're too. trying to do is transmit, this is, this is the trend... This is the movement, therefore you should align with this. Obviously, everybody's against Trump, everybody's for impeachment, the Republicans are on the outs, so therefore that's what you should think. That's how this this uh, headline is crafted. And if you don't give and the people entire the, article. If you don't give people the truth, that's when they're going to conform to these manipulations. That's why having a teach show rather than a talk show is so important. Share this learning, share this truth. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.